So we are, this is the, actually the first day of, of our fast, and uh, I want to encourage you. I know there's people that, I'm sure there's a lot of us have fasted before, and there's different uh, approaches to this. I have, there's a calendar on this, uh, on, the, on the Next Steps booth back there, um, a sheet where you can go in, and every day you can do something different if you would like. Um, I'm, I'm going to be on liquids for the next 21 days. So um, that's what I'm up to. But this isn't putting this on anybody else. You know, some of us have health things that we need to be careful. And, and uh, some of us have jobs where we need to stay awake. <laughs> Orlando needs to stay awake, you know. <laughs> Doing that anesthesia. So, um, um, but it would be good. And there's also some tips on just different ways of, of fasting back there. And, and uh, I just want to encourage you. Let's be intentional about this. And um, if you want to go ahead and set it up for the whole month, you can go ahead and do that. Uh, but if you would like to do it on a daily basis too, um, we're going to talk about some of these things that need to be addressed. It's not just about food. <laughs> there, there's a purpose in what we're entering into that will touch every part of our being, right? Um, so also, um, it, how many have the app? So if you have the app, I've, I've done something here that's going to be, you're just going to love me. I know you love me in a great abundance already, but it's like, wow, that Pastor Stephen, I just can't help but just love him. So um, <laughs> if you go to this week, okay, and you go down to where your notes, you're already ready to listen to me pontificate on my notes right there. But if you look under there, there's a 24 fast notes. Um, so what I have is we'll be... Uh, this is, this is kind of similar to our calendar. So every day, there's a place there where you can put in what you're going to, a blank you can put in there if you're doing food, if you're going to get off of Facebook, if you're, <laughs> you know. Um, and then you can write notes in there also. So here's how this app is set up. If you don't actually go out of the app for the next 21 days, your notes that you take in here, will be retained, okay? Does this make sense? And so it's a way of daily, you can just, you can use it. It's, it's a tool for you to use. And then at the end of that time, if you'd like to, you can email that, or anytime you can email what you've put in there already. But it will, it will stay inside the app as long as you don't close the app, okay? It'll be cached in there. Um, let me see, I did, I did some, is it okay that I go through this stuff? This is, I, I'm just... I actually love myself. No, I'm just kidding. All right. We're supposed to love everybody, so I gotta include myself in that. Right? So if you go down, if you go down to the bottom, if you go back to the home and you go to the bottom, there's a, a, a fast button there. Okay. So every day there's gonna be a um, scripture. I'm gonna put some comments in there. And then there's gonna be um, there's gonna be some meditations from scripture that you can speak over yourself. Okay, so what we're wanting to do is not to have our focus on some problem in our life. We're wanting to get God to be big in our sights, right? And so what we're going to do that from his word, right? And by just uh, committing ourselves to spending some time with him, and this is an opportunity way for that to happen, okay? Uh, uh, I'm going to be doing this every day. A new one will show up tomorrow, okay? Uh, but, and, and I also wrote a little intro there, and I would just really love it if everybody would read my intro, okay? Um, 
<laughs> uh, it means so much to you. All right. No, it, it, it is. It, it, it just gives us an intro to what we're actually about. Last week, we started talking about um, setting a course for ourselves. God wants to take us somewhere, and there's some distractions that are going to be in our way this year. How many have had some distractions already? Right? There's some things that, we, that are big before us, and the thing about distractions is you don't get past them if that's what you're looking at. So you have to set up something else to look at and then keep your eyes. And, uh, you know, there's a keeping your eyes on the prize, but you're, they're keeping your eyes on the course that's been set before you. And so we're going to look at this a little bit more. But anyway, I just want to let you know about that. It's also on our website on the, on the menu at the top. On the far right, it says 24 fast, so you can get to that same stuff there. Okay, that's actually where this is drawing it from. Um, so, praise God. We're going to be doing this together, and, and uh, I just encourage you, um, let this be a joyful experience. So, what happens naturally is we can have emotional things that begin to take over because we're being deprived of different things. And so, how we get through that is the joy of the Lord is our strength, Right? So we don't give in to those things, but we, we submit to the presence of God, and that's, that's why we have to be focused on that. Amen? All right. So um, I'd, like to, I'd like to talk about charting our course today. Um, I think that's what I called this, wasn't it? Uh, setting our course. Okay. I got to get back over to my notes. All right. Actually, I put the notes button down there at the bottom. Yeah. Man. Well, I'm really... I'm really smooth here. All right. So setting the course. So, uh, yeah, all my notes are in there. You can add notes to that yourself. And um, so I'm going to be talking about setting a course that uh, God will be with us continually as we're going through every single day. And I would like to just have a testimony with regard to that. Orlando, you want to, he was, he was hoping I forgot, but <laughs> no, if, if I, if, if you could come and share that, man, here's, here's what I, I, I loved Emma sharing, didn't you love Emma sharing this, her, her testimony this morning, you know what, this is how we overcome, you know what a testimony is, it's when there's other things going on, you declare what God has done, our, our song was about that, remember, uh, what, uh, what was that last song? It's too, he's too good to not believe, but, but you go through and you declare all this stuff. That's why he's too good to not believe, not just because we're saying he's too good. No, when you declare what God has done, what you've seen God do, you're taking it from the realm of just something that's passing by you to the something that you've internalized is going to take you also forward. That's why we overcome by these things. Amen. So Orlando had this and he shared it with me. Uh, was it Friday night, right? And I said, man, would you please share that? Because there's something about a testimony. We're going to hear from the word of God. We're going to hear, you know, these, these stories from long ago. But something about somebody telling you what God's just done for them. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Steve. Thank you, Pastor Tim. So I wanted to share a testimony with, with, with you all. Um, and this is something that occurred on the 27th of December. So at the 27th of December at 6.40 in the morning was supposed to be my last day. Regardless. So 
I drive about an hour to work, so I'm gonna explain how those things occurred and, and what transpired on the 27th in the morning. So I go from Liberty Hill up to Temple, and I drive about an hour. So I uh, usually come up Ronald Reagan, enter the 35 freeway uh, at the Ronald Reagan, Ronald Reagan entry point. Um, get on the freeway like any normal day, and I notice in my rearview mirror a vehicle approaching extremely fast. So car comes up behind me, and he swings over to the right, and then he swings in front of me. The sensors on my front bumper go off. That's how close he was when he came in front of me. He slowed down, came back over to the right. The other two or three vehicles that were on the I-35 heading northbound began to slow down. He crossed over into the left lane, went to the left shoulder, came back across, and then sped up and disappeared into the darkness of I-35 heading north. Um, during this time in the morning, I, I've, I've changed my attitude, I've changed my, my purpose, my, my outlook, and my pursuit of a relationship with God and Jesus Christ. So this is my quiet time. It's an hour in my car, and it's an hour that I spend praying, praising, singing at the best that I can, um, and, and meditating, and meditating, a joyful noise, and meditating on the Lord. I meditate for my, and I pray for my patients, I pray for my family, I pray the blood of Jesus over everyone that I'm going to encounter in that day. I'm, I'm an anesthesia provider, so um, you know I know from a science perspective, but I also know from the spirit perspective that nothing in this world cannot be done without the creator being involved. So I'm heading north, and I'm listening to Mercy Me, Only Jesus. Um, there's another song um, that, I'm, that, I, that I love as well. And so I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the moment, and, and all of a sudden, as I'm hitting the I-35, I-14 intersection, which is in Belton, as you're approaching Belton, that part of the freeway, the shoulder shrinks. So the left shoulder shrinks. You have three lanes from the northbound side. You have three lanes from the I-14 side coming in together, and they're merging. As, as you come around the curve, it's a, it's a blind spot as you come around the curve, and that corner there is notorious for accidents, deaths on the freeway. And as, and as I come around the corner, I see a, a blanket of red lights. People are hitting their brakes, and, and I see smoke. So I'm going from 70 miles an hour, and I'm going to zero. So I went from 70 to zero, came to a complete stop in the left lane of the freeway. And in front of me is that white car. He's on the median. He's actually on the concrete separator between the southbound side and the northbound side. He's on there. And there's three cars piled up in front of him. There are people, pedestrians on the freeway. So immediately I hit my brakes. And the truck that's in front of me, he hits his brakes. I've got cars to the right. I mean, this is, we're now trying to merge six lanes of freeway back into three. There's nowhere to go, okay? So I'm, I'm kind of at the stop. You know, I've, I, I'm, I'm looking ahead. There's, there's the shoulder tiny on the left side. And as I look in my rearview mirror, I see flashing lights. And I'm like, well, this is kind of early. This accident just occurred for emergency vehicles to be here. No, it's a dump truck. Not one of the little dump trucks, but I'm talking about one of the big semi-style dump trucks. He can't stop. 
he's flashing his lights and, and the car, the truck in front of me all of a sudden sees what's about to happen. He knows that he's gonna hit my car. He knows that I'm gonna hit him and he's trying to get out. So all the vehicles on the right side are trying to get out of the way. And I'm trying to get out of the way, but I've got nowhere to go, okay? I've been to Afghanistan. I've been into a lot of bad places while I was on active duty, but we always here had a way out, okay? We always had a way out. I knew as I'm sitting there, um, there's no way out. There's nothing that I'm going to do in this moment that's going to allow me to get out. So I hear in the back of my vehicle, I hear the, the truck hit the median. So the truck hit, hit, he's riding the median, he's flashing his lights, the car's trying to get him out from in front of me, and I got vehicles to the right, and I'm like, where do I go from here, right? So then all of a sudden, from the corner of my eye, the two vehicles are gone that were to the right of me, immediately. I step on the gas, turn it to the right, and this, this truck comes flying past me. He barely, he just comes short stop about a few inches from hitting the four vehicles that are piled up and the pedestrians on the freeway. The rear wheel of that truck was two fingers distance from my mirror. The sensors all along the left side of my vehicle are going off. So to the right of me, vehicles are gone. So I start to move forward, and I come to the, to the clearance at that moment. You know, the accident has been averted. Everything in my, in my mind is like, well, now I'm looking and adrenaline's kicking in and I can feel the, uh, the, the accident. The people are still running, there's debris on the freeway. And just as we're speaking today, from the right side of my car, right here. He's not done with you yet. Just as we're speaking. And I was like, I felt in that moment, peace. The anxiety was gone. The fear was gone. He gave me an out. He gave me an out. He, he, you know, in that blink of an eye, he gave me an out. He didn't, there was no, there, I wasn't going to survive it. I was going to die on that morning. And he gave me an out. And so I, as I'm driving, I, 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 it's, the voice was so perfectly clear that he's not done with you yet. I drive past the accident point. Police are showing up. Ambulance is showing up. Fire trucks are showing up. And I begin to head on to work. And the Lord put in my mind Psalms 91. 14 through 16. I go to work. I'm not shaking up like I am right now. I'm not shaking up. But this is, this is because I'm grateful. It's not because I was, I'm scared or anything like right. that. It's because in, the, in, the, in my soul, in my being, in my spirit, I'm grateful for an almighty God. And as I get to work, the Holy Spirit is like Psalm 91, 14 through 16. Because I've been working hard at creating a relationship. So the, my work day comes to an end. My coworkers, you know, I told them what happened. And the Lord, he gives me this psalm. And he says, this is your psalm. I'm trying to pull it up.
So the psalm says, Psalms 91, 14 through 16, because sometimes we try to doubt or try, or try to let the enemy kind of say, hey, you know, what happened? You didn't hear that. You didn't, that didn't occur. But the psalm comes, Psalm 91 says, the Lord says, not anyone else, the Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue them and honor them. I will reward them with long life and give them salvation. That was his psalm to me. That was the Holy Spirit told me that this is yours. I want you to know that this was not a fluke, you know. When you devote your life to Christ, when you start changing things and you start looking at changing things in your life, the enemy's coming after you. Yeah. Okay. He's coming after you. And so, you know, it, it, in the blink of an eye, this this to me seemed like 10 minutes is, is a seconds. It was seconds. All I know is the marker on the time when I looked down at my at my clock, 640 in the morning of all these things occurring, but this all occurred in seconds. So, you know, there are people who feel that, you know, if it happens, I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and ask for forgiveness. But I'm telling you, there's your your brain is not wired like that. Your brain's wired to get out of the way, to do other things and not to sit and stop and say, Lord, forgive me because I've been a sinner. That's not how we're that's not how we're designed. I posted this and, and my cousin, Yamira, who had it, who was hit from the rear, similar accident. She said, well, I was going to give my life to Christ or something like that happened. You know, you put it off, you put it off. She said, no, I went I went. And, and I submitted my life to Christ. I gave my life to Christ. And that's her testimony to the testimony that, that I had that Praise I provided. God. So, you Praise know, the amen. Lord. Thank you. Thank you so much. Love you, man. Isn't that good? <clears throat> so, Jesus said, I will be with you always unto the end of the earth. And so... I was just, I was so encouraged by that because um, uh, what became unavoidable in that moment was God was there. And there's this deception, there's this distraction that we have that causes us to not be fully aware of his presence. And he's with us all the time. And he's ready to, and he's already uh, directing our way. And, and there, but there just needs to be a magnifying of that and a, and a pulling back of anything that would cause that to be not real to us. And so that's really what we're looking at during this time is God's going to take us there. But how critical it is for us to be honoring his presence, for us to hear his voice, for there to be a response, for there to be a moving of things based upon uh, what we prepared for. And so... That's what we're about, and it's our privilege to be able to do that. Let's don't let it pass us by. Amen? Let's be encouraged by that. Isn't that encouraging? Let's look at Psalm uh, 1611. Um, and it says there, you will show me the path of life. You know, so, so, many, uh, so many times we can just kind of let life happen to us. And I've got a little story about that. In your presence is fullness of joy. And at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So 
It says, you're going to show me the path of life. And you might just take the comma out of there and say, in your presence. How are we going to see the path of life? It's not when we're looking at other stuff. It's going to be when we're looking at him. When, when we're experiencing the joy of his presence. When, when what our heart desires are the pleasures that come from him. That's when we get the direction. That's when we get the out. <laughs> it's when we're already satisfied by him. He has a way to speak to us where we're going to actually hear it and heed it. It's not enough to just hear it. We have to heed it, don't we? And so there, there needs to be this. What I see there is, is the pleasures in God need to be things that we actually want. Because what we are driven by is what we follow. We not have to be driven by the goodness of God. Amen. So good to sing about it. Don't you like that? the goodness of God? <laughs> he keeps pulling me to him. He's, he's so wonderful. So um, I just have a story. How, how many have had some mishaps on long road trips? Uh, I grew up in eastern Colorado, so pretty much every trip you take took was a long road trip. Uh, it was three and a half hours to get to Denver, you know. And, and I remember taking long trips down to Tulsa because my sister, they hooked up with Kenneth Hagin, and so we'd go down there for meetings and stuff. And then mom and dad, had, had, we all took off and left them, all five of us kids. So if they wanted to be around us, they had to drive. Anyway, so mom and dad were going on this long road trip, and, um, and dad stopped to get some gas at a convenience store, and mom was sleeping in the back seat. And um, he goes in, you know, I think he used the restroom in, inside, comes out, and takes off. And um, he didn't know that mom had got out while he was in there. So he thinks she's still sleeping in the back seat. Till two hours later. Yeah, this was before phone. So there was no, yeah, there was no uh, communication at all. Dad was obviously not flowing in the Holy Ghost. That, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But. So, can you see mom's face when he showed up? <laughs> she had this wonderful way of kind of scowling. It was very precious. But it's very important if you're going to be on a trip that everybody's in the car. Right? Very important that you get everybody included in that. So I was thinking about this. So, so God, God, we, we want to chart our course with, uh, we set our course with, with God. And, and it's very important. Sometimes we can, we want to just look at one part of us. And we're actually a three-part being. How many are a three-part being today? And there's these different aspects of who we are that each one of these has its own challenges with regard to distractions. And so, and so we're, we're, you know, we talk when we're going into a fast. We're, we talk about the, a lot, most of it is the body that we're talking about. But I want to look here because we are, we are actually a spirit that has a body and we have a mind. And, and, and we want to look at some differences here, how these different areas are, are challenged. If we're going to actually get to where God's wanting us to go, we want to make sure that each one of our beings is in the car. Can we see this? All right. So let's look here. Three persons need to make it in the car. All right. Do we got that up there? All right. I'm trying to be a little um, whatever. Cheeky, I guess. Um, 
So the first part is the body, the physical container that by natural cravings would dominate, rule, and be God. It's, you know, I love talking to Orlando about anatomy and stuff because he can make it sound like I was telling me. He makes it, makes me feel like I understand it. I probably don't, but he makes me really feel like it because he knows it so well. You know, he can, there's so many intricacies. He, he said that they had to, you know, dissect a cadaver. And you have to take apart all these different things and, and find out all the... You've done that too, right, Jason? Oh, you haven't done that? Oh, okay. I figured maybe you'd done that. Yeah, but I think he had to because they have to know where all the nerves are and all that kind of stuff. Um, but there's so many things about our body that are, are wonderfully made. We're fearfully and wonderfully made. And, you know, the, the actual things that God has, has designed about how we're made are for our pleasure. He's put these little dopamine receptors inside of us, you know, that make us like Snickers. <laughs> so so it, 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 we'll just talk about the body right now. But um, there are things that are made for good, but they get corrupted. They get abused, Right? Because they become something that we, we allow to lead us. Is that right? Sex is a very wonderful thing. But it is the perversion of mankind. Every great uh, society has fallen because of the perversion of sex. It's nothing new. What's going on right now is not new. But it will destroy our country if we keep bowing to it. You know? But where did it come from? Very wonderful thing. We get to procreate and enjoy it in the process, right? But if it leads us, it leads us to a dark place, right? So really, this body is a container with all these wonderful receptacles in them. That didn't say that receptors. Huh? That uh, if we allow them to, will corrupt us. Right? All right, here's this next part. The mind. So the mind is where thoughts that come from things and their emotional and psychological effects. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna divide this a little bit, and the word of God's gonna help us with this, okay? Are y'all good? Yes. All right. So so the mind is actually where a lot of the battlefield takes place because the body is just it's just sending out electrical currents, you know. It's just saying, hey, I like this, I don't like this, you know. Get me away from that. And, and the mind is deciding what to do with that, right? It's not necessarily information as much as it is responses to experiences, right? Now, it, it might include some information, but it's, it's a response. The mind is a, it, it, it can just be thoughts. It can be imaginations. It can be things that aren't real. <laughs> but but it's, it's just the mind, right? Okay. And then there's the spirit, okay? And this is where the power created by words, power is created by words to affect good or evil with truth or lies. So what, and we'll see this, it's, it's very consistent. Spirit, a spiritual effect is made where words are being spoken. This is why our, our news, our information area is so critical because it's either 
creating truth or lies. And it's, and it's funny how sometimes the liars are the best accusers of liars. <laughs> they're, they're, they're the ones that, <laughs> I think I know what I'll call them. I call them a liar. That way you won't believe them while you're believing me, right? Um, but we'll see this because it, it's through words that spirits are formed. Spiritual uh, essence is, is formed. It's from words. And so there's a difference between just the mind and the spirit. The spirit is where truth resides or it can reside. All right? Okay. So let's look at this. Faithfulness to every part then is necessary. If we're going to get where God's going to take us, if we're going to be if we're going to be affected by the presence of God where there's fullness of joy in his presence right in, uh, it's it's going to need to not just be something that's just we're just focusing on our body here. But no, it's going to need to affect some other things that will need to be addressed, okay? 1 Thessalonians 5:23. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely that means set you apart from any distractions right <laughs> and may your whole what spirit soul and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our lord jesus christ he who calls you is faithful who also will do it isn't this cool he didn't just say i'm just going to take care of your body that nasty old thing that's just wanting to do all those bad things no, he didn't say that. He said, no. If we're going to get to the place, we don't want to get two hours down the road and find out that we left our mind back at the convenience store, right? No, we want to get there whole. And God says, I will do that for you. But you're going to have to, you're going to have to submit to every part of your being and not just think that you can take something, some information and think that you're going to manipulate this because it's the right thing to do. No, we're a, we're a whole being that's going to require a whole uh, addressing by God, okay? Let's look at the um, Hebrews 4.12. The word then will affect more than just the spirit, clarifying and impacting the soul and body as well. Aren't you glad for the word of God? Man, this really makes it come alive to me how incredible God's plan is by saying the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Why? Because the word is what affects the spirit. Okay? All right. So let's look at this. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit. That would be like the mind and the spirit, right? So what does the word of God come along to do? To make it clear that there's a difference going on here. We don't just deal with just the mind. We deal with the spirit also. And you need to know what the difference is. And the word of God comes along to make some of these things clear. This, this is not an all-encompassing instruction right now. But we can delve into it, right? We can see that there's some truth here to be drawn from. The division of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow. What is that? That's the body. So there's the spirit the mind and the body. And it says the word of God will cause you to be able to understand the different parts so that you can deal with them individually, right? We don't just become spiritual flakes. I don't want to just be that. I need my mind to go along with things, right? Because my mind is actually where I make decisions. So, anyway. 
and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. The Word of God will make that clear. That's why we got to get into the Word of God. That's our foundation. We aren't led by other things. In fact, okay. There, there is no spiritual uh, elevation without a foundation of the Word. Because the Word is actually where spiritual revelation and magnification comes from. Okay, we'll see this clearly. For us to follow the course we're given, our bodies will be transformed from worldly confirmation. Okay, so first of all, I just want to hit the body. We're going to, we're going to talk about the body, the mind, and then the spirit. But we are definitely going to do some things. We've talked about this already. There's different fasts you can do. Why are we doing this? Because our, our receptors need to be told that they're not in charge. And you decide what that's going to be. You don't just let your body decide. Amen? And what happens in a time like, and I'm excited about this because I, I don't know about you, but sometimes I can be so, okay, I'm not going to do that. And then, oh, I think I'll just do it a little bit, you know? Go back to Snickers. I love Snickers. Okay. And they love me too. They like to stick around. They <laughs> But something about just saying, you ain't getting none of me for at least the next 21 days. You know? Don't get none of me. Right? And then you begin to, well, we'll see, you apply that for other things. But we're just talking about the body right now because the body needs to understand that it's not in charge in order for it to become the container for the glory of God. Right? Romans 12, 1. And so, dear brothers, I plead with you to give your bodies to God. Let them be a living sacrifice, holy, the kind he can accept. When you think of what he has done for you, is this too much to ask? It's not that big of a deal, right? And you know what, what's really cool about this? It says, he doesn't say, God's going to take your body to make a sacrifice out of it says you give it you know aren't you glad jesus gave us his body and he says i want you to get it's so critical you know it's, it's interesting my, my sister did this wonderful teaching about the body of christ because when in communion you know we uh we talk about the blood all the time and it was funny because she kept trying to get people to sing songs about the body and people don't write songs about the body but you know what there was no blood without the body and there was no spilling of the blood without the preservation of the body in holiness. It became a container that allowed for there to be a, a, a victory with the blood. And he wants the same thing for us too. If God's going to do something, you know what? He's not going to do it without your body. So actually he's going to need it to be healthy. He's going to need you to get some discipline over what you're putting into it. I don't mean to be hard here, but this is the container of the glory of God, right? So I, so I need you. I'm not going to make you, but to, to, to the degree that you will comply, you can present your body to be holy before me so that it can, so the other parts of you that are in the car too can have a chance. Until the body gets in line, it's really hard for the rest of us. 
And you can say, well, just leave me alone. I'm a, I'm a spiritual being. Well, what about that body? Because without discipline of the body, the body... Okay, let me, let me go to this next one. To carry his glory, the body must be free from other distracting demands, right? 1 Corinthians 6, 6, 19. Or do you not know that your body... What is, your, what, what is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Your body, right? Who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own. So who should be making this choice anyway? The one who's living on the inside, right? So what happens during this time is actually we, we, are, we are telling our body, we are intentionally telling our body that the one who's living on the inside is the one that I'm going to listen to right now. Now, if we're not doing that, how can we listen to him? Can you see that? How critical it is for there to be some control taken over these whims of the body. How many have a whim or two? I've got a whim or three. <laughs> Exponentially. No, no. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? For you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Right? Now, I'm just going to go back real quick to the Romans. Well, no, well, no, that's the right one. Um, can you bring that up in your Bible app real quick? The uh, First Corinthians six nineteen. Just want to make sure. I don't care. Just the verse before it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the context of this. Here we go. <laughs> I'm getting reprimanded for using my my device here. Thank you, JT. Said if you just had a hard copy Bible in your hand there. It's just a, all right, all right, I, I know what it is. It's, it's actually talk, talking about <clears throat> giving your body to sexual things, right? And it says, how, how can the Holy Spirit be uh, a partaker with a harlot if that's what you're doing? How can he participate in that? Or vice versa, you know, whoremonger, whatever, you know? How, how, can, how can this be taking place? It can't. Right? And so that says, don't you know that your body is not for you to choose what to do with it? So at some point we have to say, okay, I'm going to draw a line here. And what a fast does is helps with that. Because really to, to get victory over something, it's going to be more than just a day. It's going to be a process that you say, no, I, I'm, I'm deciding this for this period of time. And what, what needs to happen is it needs to continue, right? But we use it as a tool for that. Amen? Yeah, if you look at the context around this, it's, it, it's pretty gnarly uh, what happens with our bodies if we let them go. All kinds of things that are just ungodly, right? All right, let's go to the mind here real quick, though, because this is what I kind of want to get to. <laughs> is it's not just our bodies. We're going to deny our bodies certain things. You might do a Daniel fast. Like I said, I'm going to do liquids. And uh, you know what? My body is already screaming at me. I don't know about anybody else, but it's like, uh, do, you, do you know what you're really doing? It's like, yeah, I do. I'm preaching about it right now. Okay. 
Look at Isaiah 26, 3. Intentional thoughts form a protective barrier. So we're just talking about thoughts here, right? Not necessarily just words. These are thoughts, okay? Isaiah 26, 3. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is what? Stayed. Who, who does the staying? We do it, don't we? Because he trusts in you. That means he's, he relies upon you. So what happens to the mind when you put it on him? He protects it. He protects it. What, what, is, the, what is the, you know, I, I didn't understand. I went to college and, I, and I, they made me take a psychology class. And there's all this mental illness that, you know, some of it might be chemical, but a lot of it has to do with anxiety. You know, and, and I had a hard time understanding. And they started doing all these treatments for this kind of stuff. It's just radical stuff. It's like, <laughs> I, I think I have an answer for you here. I know it's my device, JT, but <laughs> it's the word of God, right? He will keep him in perfect peace. You know what the process needs to be initially? I think it's kind of like what, what Orlando was sharing is you just give your thoughts to God. We have so many opportunities to, to think about other things during the day. And it's not like something that we have to feel like we have to memorize a whole bunch of scriptures and, and you know, and pack them into our minds. Just lend your thoughts to God. They're going to be good thoughts because he's a good God, right? But just start there. <laughs> and, and allow it to be something where, where his goodness and his mercy and his love become something that you just reflect on. You don't have to become anxious about reflecting on God. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just becomes a, a thing that's actually pleasurable. Let's look at this next one here. Things are not just words, but the essence, nature, and influence of the things. Look, remember Philippians 4, 8, it says, Finally, brother, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble. It's not saying exactly what they are. It's just saying things. That means what are you not going to think on? And how do you keep from thinking those things? You think on the good things, right? So again, in a time of fasting, it's not about what you're not doing. It's what you are doing. It's what you are setting your mind upon. Is that right? Whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. That means imagine them. You know, dream about them. How many have opportunities to enter into conversations of negativity throughout the day? You know, sometimes I think we might need to be polite and everything, but maybe not. What are we, what are we doing? Well, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I've been told by my doctor, the great physician, that I can't think on those thoughts anymore, so... So please be quiet. Nothing personal, but it's for my safety. I've been told that if I think on him, I have peace. I'm not experiencing peace right now, please. You know what I mean? 
we do not have a reason to be given the prescription of a radical solution. Did you follow all that? We have the answer in him. We just take control of the... So this is a big part of a fasting time. Amen? Now, I, I want to encourage you. God, God, God was kind of showing me this, too. I want to encourage us in this because you know what? Sometimes when we go into a fasting time, we say, okay, everybody write down what you need from God, the breakthrough that you need, the thing, the, the sickness, the person that you're praying for and everything else. And you know what? You can get so, you can say, oh, let's magnify all the things that I need to have God do, you know? And in the process, God's getting smaller and smaller. It's like, wow, look what he's up against. You know what I mean? I think we need to actually... Say, you know what? I'm just going to take a break from all those things that I need from God. Can you see this? Why? Because this time is not about magnifying my problems and getting a fix from God. This is about magnifying my God. It's inevitable. The fix will come. But not if I'm focused on it. Amen? I think part of the fasting needs to be in the mind letting go of anything that would be of an issue in our life. Completely. To say, I don't have time for you. I've been told I can only think on good things right now. Right? Because most of the time, your thoughts about those things never fix them. They just make them worse. And they make you worse. And they make you give up on not eating the Snickers. I feel so bad about that, I'm just going to make myself feel better by... Failing in this other area. So we got to get the whole car there, right? Full of, of the body. And they all affect each other. The body will keep you. When you fail in the body, when you give in to something, the body that's telling you what you do, it causes your mind to go to something that's not good. You actually see yourself as a failure. Especially if it's something that you knew you shouldn't have done. And you did it anyway. <laughs> right? It causes your mind to have issues. When your mind has issues, it causes you to give in to your body. We're connected, aren't we? So God wants to take us there together. All right? Let's look at the spirit real quick. Are you all good? The nature of the affected spirit is determined by its spoken words. You can create a spirit by what you say. Did you know that God did that? He, he created Adam, right? He spoke. Things took place, right? <laughs> he created worlds with, with what? His words. The spirit world is impacted, influenced by words. Not thoughts, not by our bodies, by our words. Does that make sense? All right, so John 6, 63, Jesus says this. He says, it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. <laughs> it's not about what we're doing physically. It's not about what we can come up in our minds. It's not what I think about something that's gonna make it. It's what I say. It creates a spirit, Amen. The words that I speak to you are spirit. He says the words are spirit, right? And 
They are life. Okay, so how do you affect these? And this is where, this is where we have to be very careful and not think that we're not being affected by words that we're hearing. This is very critical. So if we're going to fast from something, we can fast from the food, we can fast from the thoughts, but we also need fasting from exposure to spirits. They are not just things that people are saying. They're spirits. There's, there's entertainment that we can open our hearts up to and what's happening. It's not just fun. It's not somebody that's, we just, oh, well, well I know they're perverse, but they're funny. No, there's a spirit going on. And what you're doing is you're affecting your, your spirit's ability to hear the voice of God because it's given in to an evil spirit. Can you see this? This is, this is truth. This is reality. And either we comply with it or we carry around owies and reasons to be discouraged because we've been exposed to things and we're allowing ourselves to do that. Can you see this? The words that we're hearing, it's, you know, I used to listen to some certain talk radio all the time. And you know what? You can do it. But something happens to your spirit. And it's not holy. <laughs> right? And my wife, for a long time, was... Okay. I was, I was listening to certain news broadcasts, and I won't say what it was, but you all might listen in once in a while yourself, so don't judge me too harshly. But I just got to the place where I can't, I can't hear any of this stuff. Because they're not just words. They're spirits, right? It's counsel, and so that's what we're getting to on the next one. My lovely wife segues me into the next verse. No, it's perfect. All right. Psalm 1. Spiritual condition is a direct indicator of who you've been with. Okay, this is why we communicate with God this way. How do we communicate spirit to spirit? It's words to words. That's why we have to get our mouths involved. That's why he's filled. When he filled, man, this is cool. Just can't go with me on this, all right? This is why when we get filled with the spirit, words have to come out. Because it's evidence of his spirit being full in us. And it can't be our thoughts. Can't be our words. Has to be his. So it will be foreign to us. Isn't this good? I don't know. That's really cool. Light bulb. All right. Psalm 1.1. Blessed is the man who walks not. Where? In the council. That means he's not listening to the words. Right? Of who? The ungodly. Well, I thought they were godly. Well... Here's where the spirit of truth on the inside will help us to discern. The word of God will help us to discern. Right? Mm -hmm. Nor stands in the path of the sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. What are those? Those are people that are are living in the world, living in in evil things, right? Mm -hmm. Those that are mocking God said, doesn't, it doesn't, you're not gonna expose yourself intentionally to those things. Man, we have enough of it hitting us just in the air around us, you know? Yeah, 
but to actually intentionally. So what I want to encourage us in this, if, if, if God's going to take us there and we're all going to be on the car when we get there, our spirit's going to have to be participating in this. It's going to have to say, okay, it's not just about food. It's not just about what I'm thinking about. It's what I'm allowing myself to hear. Amen? Can you see this? Should be a fast of the spirit also. It's not a bad thing. Might be something we want to keep going, right? But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. So when we see the law there, it's not about a constriction thing. It's the thoughts of God, the words of God. You know why David loved it so much? Much is he, he drew a spirit of power. Every time God said something, he, he said, ah, there's a spirit there. I want to draw from, right? He said, a thousand, my, they, my enemies are coming up all around me. They're coming up on every side of me. But one thing I will do, I want to be in the presence of my God where I can hear his counsel, right? Why? Because what I need is not a military solution. I need a spiritual one. Amen? Now, what's really cool about this is when the spirit starts participating in, in a fast, it filters down to the rest of us. Effectively. It's powerful. There's another passage that talks about having a form of godliness but denying the power. And what the evidence around that is that you cannot live unto God if you're not living according to his spirit. And so any attempt to be holy, any attempt to be religious, apart from a spiritual fast, is going to result in fruit of unrighteousness that you can't withhold. It will be born without your knowing it. As the fruit of the Spirit will be. Can you see this? His delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. Who is this person? He's a blessed person. Who's he blessed by? He's blessed by God. All right. Are you good? All right. I, just a little bit more. Are we good? All right. Galatians 5.22. Where spiritual distractions are removed, spiritual fruit is produced. So here's... Here's what we're doing in a fast. We're removing things, right, that we naturally gravitate to with an intention of drawing near to God, right? I love so much what, what Orlando had to say. He said, you know what? I've decided I'm going to develop my relationship more. Oh, God loves that. He sent Jesus for that, right? <laughs> so what happens when we do this? When we remove those distractions... When we're listening to mercy me, instead of, there ain't no mercy for you. <laughs> that was a country and western song, I imagine. I don't know. Okay. Um, when you do that, what, what's happening is you cannot help but produce a spiritual fruit if that's where you've been. So what, what's really cool about this is we don't have to come up with the fruit. We don't have to start feeling conviction for not loving and, you know, peace and joy and all that stuff, you know. No, we just get where he is. Amen? 
and we would separate ourselves like Psalm 1 says. We don't go there, right? Through the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, and that's how you know what somebody's been listening to, right? Nothing personal, but I can tell you've been listening to some people, right? And we need to have that looking back at us in the mirror. If you're going through this, you know, don't blame yourself. Don't blame somebody else. Right? No. We have the answer. And if you don't want to look like that, quit being around that. Is that right? Okay. So God wants to take us in, these, in this time. He wants to take us down the road. We've got a road trip ahead of us, right? And he wants to get all of us there. In fact, all of us gets there or none of us does. This is not just something you can do with the body. No, if it's not affecting all of us, we're not going to arrive. Right? Jude one twenty will keep every part of us on the path without stumbling in his presence with joy. So this is what has to happen. And what I love about this is God's not trying to, 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 to put us in some kind of bondage. He's not taking something away from us so that we get all frustrated. No, he's offering us life. And he's saying, you just get with me? That's Man, let's get revelation on this. All God wants is to be with us. He says, if you, by choosing me, by choosing to be with me, there's power there. There's more than enough power for And the only thing that keeps you from experiencing the wonders of God's presence the fullness of joy, the right hand, the, the pleasures forevermore is right. The only thing that keeps you from doing that is choosing to be with somebody else. That's the only thing. He said, just, just choose to be with me. Now, there'll be a whole bunch of things that take place when you choose to be with me because I, I, I'm, I, I'm holy. So it will affect your holiness big time. But that's not a bad thing. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. Right? Now to, who, to him who is able. Aren't you glad he's able? Man, let's just say that. God, you're able. <laughs> I'm going to be overwhelmed by how able you are, right? To keep you from stumbling. Isn't that good? I don't have, what is stumbling? That's any of those distractions keeping you from progressing, right? And to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. How many have ever had some exceeding joy? He's able to cause us to not just get there, but to have a wonderful experience along the way, a joyful experience. Our heads stick out the window and we start licking at the wind. No. I'm sorry. I don't know where that came from. But with exceeding joy, I know she identified with that. She's got animals and stuff. Okay. To God, our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and and forever. Isn't that great? Man, we get a chance right now. Oh, let's just do this. Let's just sense his per- We've been talking about him. I don't know if you can tell, but there's a, there's a spirit here. It's a holy spirit. It's a liberating spirit. It, I, I don't want to deny the power of my God by letting him get covered up with a, some other thoughts, some other words. 
some other addictions in my body. No, he wants to take us beyond that. What's so wonderful is he's not here to condemn us for any of that. He's here to lift us out of it. Amen. To be the glory. He, he wants to lift our heads in his presence. Amen. To be the glory and the lifter of our heads. He has made me glad. He has made me glad. I will rejoice because he's made me glad. Oh, this, this is our life. This is what we've been given in him. Amen. And he says, choose me again today. Today is a day of salvation. Not 20 years ago when you were gloriously saved and you just got overwhelmed. With no, it's right now. Amen? And he's just as real here right now as he's ever been. We just choose to entertain his presence or to stay somewhere far away. Amen? How many desire him? Desire his glory. Amen? Let's, let's say this right now. I have it. I have his glory. I have his presence. He's my protector. He goes with me wherever I go. Hallelujah. And you know what happens when we do this, and I just speak this over us in these next days, that his, his glory will be magnified for us as we're looking for it. Amen. He doesn't change. Our perception of him does. 